and welcome to Life with Zan. I'm your host and friend, Zan Farrow. This podcast was created to celebrate how each of us breathe life into our own little corners of the world. Whether through work or play, it is my hope to honor the process and encourage others to do the same. Welcome to Life with Zan. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Life with Zan. I'm pretty pumped for today's conversation, but first a personal update, you guys. Shelby and I adopted another kitty. He doesn't have a name yet, but you may hear him in the background along with Richard Pryor. They've actually been getting along really well. I was nervous because I've heard horror stories of introducing animals and it could not have gone more smoothly so far. So I'm very excited about that. Today, we're going to chat about interior design. For those of you who are new here, I'm an interior designer and I got my degree in interior design in 2015 from the University of North Texas, Go Mean Green. And during college, I had a few internships, two in commercial design, one in hospitality, and then post-graduation, I worked in commercial design for three years and about a year ago, became my own boss. And now, I work more specifically in residential interior design and some commercial here and there. So what I wanted to chat about was a little bit about the industry and kind of debunk some myths. And I actually spoke with a few friends of mine who are fellow interior designers, and they shared a few things with me they thought would be important points for people who may not be super familiar with our industry and what interior designers actually do and kind of talk a bit about the online interior design world which has been my world for not even a full year yet but it is so very cool and is totally a booming part of the design industry and I can't wait to talk a little bit about that as well at the end. So I think most of my interior design friends would first want anyone listening to know that interior design has many, many facets. That means that there are designers that do so many different things and not every interior designer has the exact same skill or preference of design. As in, I know some people who work specifically in education design, that means they design schools. And I have other friends who work specifically in furniture. That means they specify furniture, decor, finishes like that. And I know some people who don't touch any of that and look more at struck the structural side of things. I know people who work specifically on details. You know, when you go into like an old school movie theater and you see all these intricate details on the ceiling and around for acoustics or just for decoration. Yes, there are people who do just that for a living. And I consider myself very fortunate to know so many people in this industry and really just people I graduated with that have taken on so many unique and interesting jobs and I wanted to kind of honor that and I wanted to show that part of my world. I haven't really talked about it on here before but I thought it'd be cool to share a little bit more about my experience and what all is out there and for those of you who just think interior design is fascinating or you just have an appreciation for it or think one day it might be something you want to do, I think you'll enjoy this episode. Something else my friend spoke about when we talked about their experience in the field was that 
many people weren't aware that interior design was more than just decorative so I think a lot of us get our interpretation of interior design through television and social media and there is always a place for that however a lot of what actually goes on behind the scenes in day-to-day interior design projects that don't have any money backing them except for that of the client is not just visually driven but also very practical and something I think a lot of people may not realize is how much designers pay attention to safety and security. This is actually a very serious part of the job and a huge part of being an interior designer is paying attention to things like fire safety codes and accessibility within a building. I could go on for days and I most of my friends are now licensed interior designers. You can become licensed after a certain amount of education and experience. Are you required to become licensed? No. Is it encouraged? Absolutely. It's kind of like the capstone of your education, especially depending what part of the industry you want to get involved in. It is highly encouraged and I am very proud of my friends and the fellow interior designers who have gone through with that. It's not something I have done or felt called to do at this time in my life, but I know how much time and energy goes into preparing and studying for that exam, and it's very cool when someone went above and beyond to take that exam and receive that licensing, and when someone receives that license within the United States, they are then known as a registered interior designer. To round that out, the importance of having a license is to show that you have an understanding of laws and codes when it comes to interior design. I think a lot of people may not recognize these responsibilities fall on the interior designer and not just the architect or engineer. So that's just a little something something you may not have thought about before when it came to interior design. The reason I decided to get into interior design is because I loved this creative industry. I loved how it involved a lot of left and right brain to create and plan and see through an entire project. Having worked in an office, I learned so, so much and had the opportunity to experience a lot of different work environments and a lot of different design styles and types. However, I knew that one day I wanted to go out on my own and be my own boss and bring the energy of interior design to everyone. I think there's a misunderstanding that interior design is only for certain people who make a lot of money and that is not the case anymore. Design is extremely extremely attainable for anyone who wants to invest in their space. Now, I know a lot of people hear that and they think, oh, thousands and thousands of dollars, but that doesn't always have to be the case. And especially when you find the right designer for you in your personal space, you can really actually end up saving a lot of money and investing your money properly. I know for me, I was really drawn to virtual interior design because I saw the opportunity to be able to work with people from all over the world. Now, what's awesome about virtual interior design is it is really flexible. So I have found that clients often have busy schedules or they have a very set amount of money that they can spend for their project and they can't confidently invest in a designer if they're not sure how long a project's going to take. For me, I've created packages for my clients so they're able to purchase up front knowing exactly how much the design services are going to cost and having given a full budget to me, I can go in knowing how much money they're ready and willing to spend. 
Now, what's cool about hiring a designer today is that it doesn't have to be one huge room or home transformation. You don't have to flip your whole house upside down in order to be able to bring in new design or appreciate design within your space. So design can be super flexible and be simple as having a consultation call with a designer. Interior designers are master problem solvers and just paying for an hour of an interior designer's time to pick their brain and get their ideas could be so invaluable for you and your project. They can save you an incredible amount of money and time purchasing and returning items and point out ways to make the most of your space and your budget. Some people are ready to do entire room transformations and I think that's where like virtual interior design packages come into play really really well. For me I have set up packages for clients to work within their different project parameters and that way we can discuss how much time that may take me to get a certain amount done and then they can decide which size package works for them in their project at this time. I think the best part about being an interior designer and giving design consultation calls is giving shopping recommendations for a client's needs and style. I think a lot of people underestimate how resourceful an interior designer can be. And yes, there are so many options online, but let me tell you, designers know all the secrets. They know what products can last and what retailers are ones worth investing in. You guys, one thing that I've seen over and over again on social media that has been killing me is people who often are influencers and work within the online space buying a new home or building a new home and not hiring a designer to help. You guys, there is no point in spending all this money if you're going to have to go in and redo it or make fast decisions you're not ready to make because you need someone to help guide you. Now, it doesn't mean you don't have good taste. It just means that someone with experience and education can help provide you some really good ideas and help you make the most of your dollar. Designers know what's trendy and timeless. There's nothing wrong with going either way, but it's good to know if a client's ready to invest in a trendy piece or if you could save a little bit there and invest further in the timeless pieces they're going to love for a long time. I think the most important thing to know when considering hiring an interior designer is ask, I like to ask myself, is this my zone of genius? If I'm working on something, let's say it's accounting, you want to hire someone to help you with that service. This is not my area of expertise and I know that I can spend hours and hours and hours doing something and waste a lot of time when I could have just hired that out to somebody else and had more time to work on my business. That is why interior designers are so incredibly valuable. You hire someone and their services and expertise to help make the most of your space, make it beautiful, provide amazing and creative ideas, things you would have never even thought of, and at the end of the day, stay within budget and be a lot less of a headache. I encourage you to stay in your zone of genius and hire other people to help you in areas you feel less confident or unsure, even if it's just an hour-long consultation with an interior designer you know, say, hey, can I pick your brain for an hour? Now, I have to say, being an interior designer is a job and a service. If you were going to have an electrician come to your house and check on your electricity, you're going to pay him for his time and service. Same goes for interior design. There can often be a misconception that it is a hobby and quote unquote 
just for fun, thus not making it a job. But let me tell you, it's not all fun and games. There are some difficult times. There are some hard conversations. There are a lot of technicalities. And to be honest, there's a lot of ways things could go wrong. And that's the value in bringing in a professional. I know the reason I decided to go out on my own and be an interior designer that worked both in person and online would be the best for the client I wanted. I wanted to work with people who knew how much money they were ready to spend and knew exactly where they needed help. Now, my clients do not have all the time in the world necessarily, but they know that they only want to spend a certain amount of money. And there is a designer within that space. I think for so long, people believed if they were within a certain price point, they were not going to have the luxury of hiring a designer. And that is not the case anymore. There are so many incredible virtual interior designers that work for a very good price because guess what? There's no travel time. You're often ordering the pieces on your own. So that means you're not paying them by the hour to order furniture for you. Let me tell you, if you want someone to order your furniture for you, there is an interior designer for you doing that as well. No shade to them. That's just not been my business model. And if you need recommendations, I think I know some really awesome interior designers who will happily do all the services for you. This is just the way I've decided to set up my business and it has been so amazing to see people enjoy their spaces who probably didn't ever plan on being able to hire an interior designer because of their budget and time constraints. The reason I set up my business the way I did is for flexibility. My clients have busy schedules, they have kids, they have jobs, and they can only meet on Tuesday nights at 8.30 p.m. And guess what? That's okay. That's not, doesn't always work for everyone. I don't work on the typical nine to five. I work seven days a week and I'm totally okay with that because it works for my people and it makes my job so much fun to be able to serve my ideal clientele. I think the most important thing to note is that interior design doesn't have to look like dollar signs, dollar signs, dollar signs. There is a market for people who are ready to drop millions and millions of dollars on interior design, of course, but there is still a market for people who have a $5,000 budget to redo a space. You just have to have the right tools in place and the right person to help guide you in making design decisions so you can have a home you absolutely love. What's important to me and many interior designers is transparency. I know a lot of people get nervous in hiring a designer when they know that they're going to be paying you a million dollars an hour. That's a joke, but you know, a million dollars an hour and they don't know how many hours something's going to take you. Of course, interior designers can budget time and guess how long something's going to take, but at the end of the day, you can't exactly tell how long a project may or may not take. And it's important to note that if you're not comfortable with that, it's good to hire a designer who sets up clear boundaries and pricing ahead of time. And oftentimes that looks like paying up front, but at least that way you know that's exactly how much you're going to pay for your design services and they'll tell you exactly what you're going to get. For my personal business, I have decided to section it off into both in-person and virtual interior design and beneath both of those are three different tiers. This is where I kind of break up different ways I can help my clients 
And it's different for everyone because each project is different. It's very rare that a client says, I have a blank slate and I need you to fill a room. That's not how most people live. Most of us already have a few things we want to keep, a few things we may be willing to part with, and we want to amplify our space and turn it into something new and fresh. That's what my favorite part of my job is helping someone take the pieces they have in love and implement them into a new design that works perfectly for them and their family. I know interior design can seem so daunting and it may be beautiful, but there's no point in staging a home if it doesn't feel like it's yours. It has to have your heart and soul in it and that can look like your grandmother's dresser and that is the most fun thing to create with a client. My favorite part about my job is the ease and convenience for everyone. No matter what, if you're going to hire someone to work with, make sure you love that person that they're fun to be around. I know that I use my hairstylist, Jordan Hay, if you're listening, because she's fun to be around. Obviously, I love the way she does my hair, but if she was a pill to be around, I probably wouldn't go see her because you want to hang out with that person. And by the way, if you're going to a hairstylist you don't like, guys, there are so many hairstylists out there. Find a new one. The main reason I wanted to record today's episode was to talk a lot about this industry, the industry of interior design. It's cool to see so many people getting engaged and involved in interior design more now than when I was a kid. I know that a lot of that has to do with the accessibility of really cool product. This industry is so freaking cool because there are a million different avenues that you can go down and whether you're interested in just lighting design or just decor, there is a place for you and your passion and interest within this industry. I don't care if you're a millionaire or you're a college student, you can 100% appreciate and invest in some way in your space. That may be more time than money, but you can make it happen if you find the right people or person to guide you along the way. I hope this opens up a fun conversation around interior design. I know I haven't talked about it too much yet, but I thought it'd be cool to finally talk about the industry I work in and my experience and demystify a few things while also sharing what it is that I do now and why I chose to go down this path. Thank you guys so much for listening and I hope you have the best day. Thank you again for tuning into this week's episode of Life with Zan. If you'd like to follow along, you can find me at Zan Farrow, spelled Z-A-N-F-A-R-R-O-W, on both Instagram and YouTube. And if you'd like to check out my website, head to zanfarrow.com. I look forward to talking to you guys next week.